0: If they don't take anything else from this podcast episode is that one you need multiple streams of income right unfortunately in the american society you need more than one if you want to live a basic life yeah. one bedroom apartment you can't no luxury restaurants no vacations you don't have additional income to be able to invest if that's what you want to do you can have your one your one stream of yeah. income but if you really want to live the life that you're seeing that you're constantly glorifying you got to mm-hmm. do work to do that
1: I'm
0: trying, to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me
1: a bag. I'm trying to give me a What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast. And I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy. And we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a, bag. I'm to give me a bag. I'm to- What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing alright. Welcome to the FY Fly Podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, aka The Kid That Did, and the Man That Can, baby. And today we are chopping it up with virtual assistant coach, six-figure business owner, and financial Ooh. educator, Miss Annalisa Abel. How you doing? How you doing?
0: i'm doing amazing super excited to have this conversation i'm always excited to, to share with people the virtual assistant space and how to make money from home like that is my thing i love talking about making money from
1: home oh yeah we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that for sure because here at fy fly we really like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff baby so I, i've been get following you for a minute now and I really want to know like what were you doing before you got into the virtual assistant game and like what are some even some duties of a virtual assistant
0: so first thing let me define what a virtual assistant is so a virtual assistant is basically an assistant that works remotely they work with small business owners so they're doing administrative tasks tasks that a regular personal assistant or your executive assistant would do at a business it's the same thing mm. with a virtual assistant, but they're working from home. So that's what attracts people the most. Okay. That they can really do things that they already know how to do from their current job, but they can do it from home. Mm. And you're working with small business owners. So wh- when I started my virtual assistant journey, I had a, mm. I had a nine to five with the healthcare administration.
1: Most okay. people don't know
0: unless they tap into some of my programs that I still have a nine to five. I still work as a healthcare administrator, mm. and I've been able to expand my business and other businesses while maintaining
1: a nine to five, being able to work remotely. That's hard. <laughs> That's hard. Yes. So when people are like coming to you and like, say I came to you and I, I would assume that most of your you know, clients or the people that you're working with, you know, are coming from a nine to five, tired of mm-hmm. working that job, have yep. a lack of job security as well. So like, besides, you know, just working from home, what would be some of the top benefits of being a virtual assistant?
0: Well, really, the, it's so many benefits of becoming a virtual assistant that I always talk about. Mm. One is the low startup cost. I don't care what anybody okay. says, Some every business, it costs a little bit of money to really get it started, right? But within right. the virtual assistant space, it's very, very low startup cost. So you can start making four, four figures immediately with your first client. So when I mm. first started out, I had one client working part-time hours and that's $1,000 a month. So you'll be able yes. to scale it up by getting multiple clients. So i was able to create a virtual assistant business and make six figures in less than a year within my virtual assistant adjusting my prices as well as getting more clients and then most of the people in my program they do want to be able to replace their nine to five and they do want to be able to work from home but additional Mm -hmm. benefits to being a virtual assistant is obviously the money it's a, this is a, again you can still do it with your 9 to 5. You can have another business yeah. and still be a virtual assistant. So you do have that flexibility compo- component where you can make money from anywhere, but also mm-hmm. I have really really successful clients. So you have the opportunity to work with six-figure and seven-figure earners and absorb all of that information that they're pointing to their business and you can pour it uh-huh. back into your business. So so many benefits to being a virtual assistant. I always tell people it's really like a hack, especially mm-hmm. like if you're in college and you can start working with entrepreneurs A lot of you know on the job training you can learn exactly you get that on Mm -hmm. on the job training working with those super successful business owners while you're in school so i personally think Mm -hmm. it's excellent for everyone because
1: you mentioned like gaining more clients and more clients and you know i would assume that you know there's a lot of people especially since covid hit there's a lot more people looking for virtual assistant and work from home positions so Can you talk about like the job security? Like how does each assignment work? Like, are you working with one person here and then you switch into a different contract? Are you working like one person for six months to a year? Like, how does that work for it?
0: Most successful business owners really lean on their virtual assistant to do work for them. So they don't like to, you know, rotate different virtual assistants. So most of the contracts that I have are long-term contracts. Generally, I ask that people work for me at least three months just to see that we can have a positive impact within your business. But again, Uh my clients, they start out as clients, but most of the time they end end up being friends. So we have this really close network where we're able to bounce ideas off of each other. Also, a lot of business owners do need virtual assistants. The thing about the virtual assistant space, you can, you only really need five clients to, you know, you can have five clients Mm -hmm. and have five bigger months depending on how you're pricing yourself. So you don't need 20 clients to be successful within the virtual assistant space, depending on how you define success. But- Mm -hmm. You're, you have an online business, so you can make money from anywhere. You can get clients from anywhere. I've had clients that live yeah. outside the country before. So it's really just marketing yourself correctly to get the right client.
1: Okay. Okay. So what skills should we be, you know, marketing? What skills should we be working on? Like, say we're in college or say we graduated college and, you know, where we realize that self-education and self-development is really important and we want to get into this VA market, this VA game. You know, what some of the, what are some of the skills that we should be locking in with?
0: Most people, when they think about becoming a virtual assistant or, say, even starting a business within the virtual assistant space, they completely completely overthinking. Generally, you mm. already have the skills that you need. You know how to write a par- paragraph. You know how to send an email. <laughs> Good, great. Yeah. For the most part, you're going to be, you know, sending emails, responding to emails on behalf of the client, responding to DMs. And if you want to focus on social media management, you can do that for your clients, too. And a mm. lot of stuff you can learn on the job, depending on the client that you work with and the industry that they're working in. But I would Mm -hmm. say I think what what prevents people from being like an example like I am or being the same situation I am is they don't know how to market themselves and they don't know how to put themselves out there for people to actually see that you have a business. People Mm -hmm. think, okay, I put virtual assistant in my social media profile, so I'm a business owner. now. Yeah, no, that's not actually how it works. You're not really marketing yourself and you're not promoting yourself to the right people. So the Mm -hmm. goal is to market yourself to the correct audience. Not your friends, not necessarily your family, but mm-hmm. the
1: business owners that need virtual assistance. So let's talk. Let's dive in a little deeper to that marketing, because honestly, in my opinion, you want the best marketers hand downs. <laughs> like you be snapping with the reels and everything you be doing on social media. So, like, talk to us what it takes to, you know, push out that content and also touch on like because a lot of people say like, a lot of people don't feel that self-promotion like they, they think that's. What's the word? Not arrogant, but like they—they they just have a negative connotation of self-promotion. So, talk to us about how you know promoting yourself and what you're doing for your business is not you know negative or not cocky or arrogant. Like, talk to us yeah, about absolutely. that.
0: Absolutely. So, the, I, it's easy. I can tell you from examples, like specifically. So, yeah. even when I came out with my digital product, I came out with it in January, and when I launched it, the first month I made eighteen thousand dollars, and I was promoting. Gee. So I'm, uh, this is this is like my this is my second digital product but I wasn't really understanding the marketing aspect of it, right? So uh, February comes around and I wasn't marketing it as much as January. So I only made a third of what I made in January because I wasn't marketing as well. People wow. have to understand you never know who's going to be looking at your content. You have to market mm-hmm. your business every single day. That's what I tell the students in my program. You have to market your business every single day because you never know who is going to need your services, right? If, mm. if you see my if you see my profile one day and you you don't need a virtual assistant, but three months later you see my content again and you actually need a virtual assistant, I'm probably going to be the first person you think of because nice. I've been pushing my content in front of you. It's almost like a commercial, right? They say mm-hmm. you it's they say you have to put the product in front of your audience seven times before they make that sale. Seven times you could be seeing the same content Jeez. from somebody to actually secure the sale. So people that So people that are afraid Mm. of putting themselves out there,
1: they don't really want the money. Yo, are you ready to hit your next level? Do you want to increase your drive, destiny, and dollars? Well, if so, check out my new book, From College to COVID, 24 Lessons Learned During the Lockdown, where I've compiled five of the biggest lessons I learned going from college to COVID to starting my financial literacy empire, FYI Fly, plus Nineteen lessons from your favorite entrepreneurs, entertainers, and athletes that have been featured on our show. There's literally something for everyone. So purchase your copy today at FYFly.com backslash from college to COVID. Let's go. Nah, that's hard. You dropped some gems there seven times before you man. Oh seriously. That's hard. Because like, serious and even and even thinking it back to like to myself and what I'm doing with my business, you know, I had to realize the the solutions, you know, that we are solving with our business. Like in 2020, I saw an article. It was like a lot of black businesses are, you know, faulting out or or running low on funds and things because everybody was just trying to support them in 2020, you know, when it was a lot of racial tension and things, but they weren't really solving issues or, you know, solving problems, solving their customers issues. They were just getting support. You know what I mean? So even when I'm looking back at my business, you know, going forward, you know, solving that issue, solving that problem for that customer, understanding your customer and your target market. You know what I mean?
0: For sure. And I get more DMs about people telling me I I inspire them to put themselves out there and start doing content because people that know me know me. They know I yeah. two years ago I was just like I hate social media. I didn't even create my own Instagram account. My friend yeah. create yeah. my my friend created my Instagram account for me when I was in college. And like, cause Uh I just thought it was weird. People would promote themselves, but from a business perspective, it's free marketing, right? I don't have to necessarily pay for ads. I can do a real and get more exposure and get more DMs about my virtual assistant program, about Mm -hmm. people needing a virtual assistant. So as a business owner, for someone who doesn't want to spend a lot of money on marketing, for you not to want to put yourself out there on social media, you can, you could be leaving money on the table. So I think a lot of fear keeps people Mm -hmm. from making a lot of money.
1: Big facts, big facts. So, was there anything like before you jumped into this, you know, virtual assisted game? You know, was there anything that surprised you when you first started doing it? Like, I'm sure you've mastered all the little, you know, nooks and crannies of the things, but like, for the people listening who want to get started, what's some of the first things that they should avoid?
0: You can grow pretty, pretty, you can grow very, very quick with your virtual assistant business. What I didn't have in place with systems and programs to keep information organized. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to about six clients or so you can, you can establish an agency like I have, so I have elevated yeah. assist, which is my virtual assistant and social media management agency, you need to have more people help you with the responsibilities and you don't need to know how to delegate people. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't know how to delegate and people need it. Yeah. Like that's something that you have to learn, especially if you're used to doing things by yourself. You have Mm -hmm. to learn how to delegate and give work to people, but you also need to be able to write out instructions that they can read so they can complete tasks the way you want them to be completed. So I would Mm -hmm. say within your virtual assistant business, give yourself grace, give yourself time to grow, but also be sure to put certain systems in place so you can stay organized.
1: Nah, that's huge. That's huge because, you know, even when I'm growing my business, I'm growing my podcast, now I'm starting to, You know, instead of me editing every single thing, you know, now I'm starting to have different people edit so I can free up some of my time. So now Mm -hmm. when I'm doing it, I'm going through and I'm writing, you know, each specific task with each specific, like every little instruction, like log in this right here, press this button at the top right corner. You know what I mean? So I definitely feel what you mean. A hundred percent about that automation and delegation. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It's you can't you can't elevate and get to the next level without being able to delegate. It's just you can't. So if you uh, wanna stay in the same space, then that's fine. Do what you need to do, stay in your little box. But if you wanna get to the next level, then you have to be able to
1: delegate. Facts. And I feel like that's hard for people to to let go, especially for oh, like a lot is. of solo entrepreneurs. You mm-hmm. know, we feel like we wanna we wanna do this, we wanna wear all the hats, all the hats, but our hat needs to be that CEO hat, you know, where we're pushing a business forward, not just working hands on in a business. But it's hard, yeah. like you said, I agree. It's
0: definitely hard. Even when I talk to like even when you put it in perspective, like you can make a you can make a lot of money in a month, right? You can make let's mm-hmm. say you make fifty thousand dollars in a month. But if I was working a hundred hours every week, in my thing it's not worth it to me, right? I need mm-hmm. I need some of my time back. So I think people need to understand when you get to a certain amount of money that you're consistently making where you can live the life you want to live, mm-hmm. how hard are you working? Like I i I follow people on Twitter. And they talk yeah. about making $350,000, fifteen hundred thousand, fifty five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 $500, within like leadership tech positions. And I'm just like, but how mm. hard did you have to work because I'm at a point in my life where well, I don't really <laughs> want to work that hard. So I ain't
1: trying to go that
0: hard. <laughs> I don't, like that doesn't excite me. I know how I can make yeah. a lot of money and not have to work as hard. So mm. as an entrepreneur, you come up with all these different ideas, but I think for every idea you have, figure out how you can delegate that to a virtual assistant so you can have peace of mind.
1: And... One thing that you, you know, that you mentioned was, you know, people seeing those folks with those three exotic cars, they seeing them with the penthouse, but they don't even know that they using those things as assets. They flipping them things from liabilities. Now they renting those cars out on Toro, you know what I'm saying? A ride share platform, bringing them back money, bringing back an asset. And they also house hacking or doing some other things with that, you know, that other part of that house or the bottom Mm -hmm. house, you know, bottom part of the house. So I think just having that education on how to make this money and how to, you know, use it and flip it for your advantage is so important. So, like, oh, touch on, you know, where does the where where does the self-education and like balance? And now, because, you know, a lot of young folks, we on YouTube all day listening to the rappers watching, you know, reality TV show, doing all the extra stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool because everybody do it. But where does the balance between like self-education and like self-development come in when you're trying to reach a higher purpose?
0: I think that that's a part of shifting your mindset. So that process mm. needs to occur before you start purchasing material things. I had a $50,000 month. You. I was I had a $50,000 month. I was still house hacking. I was still driving a 2006 Chevy Cobalt. So uh-huh. I knew I knew how important it was to delay gratification on certain things mm-hmm. right making sure we have the right things in, in 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 process right that's why I always tell people like wait it's not that important because yeah. y'all buying things to you know because of other yeah, i need people. you to touch
1: on delayed gratification because i don't think we know what that is i, I don't think we delayed that gratification
0: <laughs> meaning waiting like waiting to keep up with the joneses there is no yeah. reason there is no reason you need to be in your 20s buying your dream house unless you're a millionaire
1: there's literally no reason you know why we be doing it because be, that's social media that's what we see. It,
0: it doesn't make you know? it doesn't make sense if you're in your uh, 20s and you don't have a large family i definitely recommend house hacking if you can find a property that you can house hack where you can rent out the other side and live, out and live in another side. I have a friend that's make that made $400,000 and he's still house hacks. He she lives is. in the garage. He lives uh-huh. in the garage. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And that's because, like, when when you're around people who are financially literate, literate like, we have conversations oh. about what we're going to be doing with this additional this disposable income, right? People mm. see the nice cars the nice houses and stuff like that, but they don't know the real estate that we're buying in the back end. They don't know that we... Mm. In, know we're investing our money so if they they don't take anything else from this podcast episode is that one you need multiple streams of income right having Mm -hmm. one is just like it's unfortunately in the american society you need more than one if you want to live a basic life one bedroom apartment you can't no luxury restaurants no vacations you don't have additional income to be able to invest if that's what you want to do you can have your one your one stream of income but if you really want to live the life that you're seeing that you're constantly glorifying you got to mm-hmm. do work to do that i don't i think people make the assumption that work doesn't go into that so yeah. when i say delayed gratification it's just waiting on things you really want And i'm not saying you have to wait 10 years to give it to get it yeah. i'm saying making sure you are doing the work to make sure, make sure you're financially secure cuz i'm going to let you know right now talk within to the, within the virtual assistant agency though i have, have i i've worked with clients that are very successful i've worked with mm. clients who, who've had multi-five-figure, multi-six-figure months? Yeah, but they can't pay. They can't pay their bills today. Sheesh! And it's because it's financial, financially being financially literate in the education uh-huh. piece. And it's not to downplay them, but it's just like it's being smart with your money.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's not sure about you, how much you make; it's about how much you could keep. Right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I always tell people that I don't care if you make uh-huh. six six figures, seven figures. How much money are you able to keep? How much money are you able to invest and work
1: for you while you sleep? A hundred percent. And that's why I think, you know, what we're doing here is so important because if we not, if we're not talking about this, you know, especially in our community for people that's looking like us, you know, it'll just go over people's head, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they'll be making a hundred thousand, but spending 99,000, you know what I mean? Just like, just like you were it's, saying with, with your clients.
0: <laughs> no. And I mean, People don't know what they don't know. Let me just say that people don't Mm -hmm. know what they don't know. People, you know, I know in my household, like I have great parents. I didn't learn financially literacy from them. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know about, I didn't learn from finances from them. So I think people at this point, especially in your twenties, because I didn't even learn it in college either. So I think you need to take the time to invest in your own financial education, right? If you really want to be successful, how we define success from a financial standpoint in America, Mm -hmm. It's about investing, it's about obtaining real estate. All this Makes other sense. stuff, all these liabilities, that don't mean nothing. You can't, you can't pass that type of stuff to your kids. So talk you debt. have to take ownership in reading books, right? All of my friends, we always talk about like our debt-free journey. Like if you mm-hmm. put all of my friends who are described as successful, it's crazy because all of our journeys kind of started the same. We read mm-hmm. Rich Dad Poor Dad, we read Think Grow Rich. We what how- they say, Success
1: that. leaves clues, right?
0: Yep. <laughs> I, it's, it's so interesting. Like, I want that. people to know like the blueprint is out there for you to be successful. The blueprint exists. I don't mm. think people think everybody's gatekeeping all this information. You can literally Google how to become a millionaire. You can Google how to make six figures. Facts. But I don't think people know how to execute. And I think people want to have that success overnight. So if you can dedicate one year to two years to educating yourself about finances and to master a certain skill, you can be successful.
1: Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I don't want people to wait until, you know, something bad happens or till they get into a financial emergency or financial situation and then be like, okay, now it's time to get right. You know what I mean? Like, let's oh, yeah. let's realize, like, COVID, COVID should have been that for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, COVID should have been that time for everybody where now it's time to wake up. Now it's time to get right. We see if we don't have, you know, multiple sources of income, then we're going to take an L because it's too close. One, is too close to none. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely for the people listening. It's time to wake up. It's time to lock in. It's time to change our mindsets. And one thing that I also wanted to you know, mention or ask you about, get your thoughts on, you know, a lot of the a lot of the things you said today was about environment and your surroundings. And, you know, the people that you're around, the people that you're listening into interacting with. So, can you touch on how your surroundings is so so very important for your success, and for the people that? Because I know, because you moved from 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 where, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah,
0: I moved from Ohio, and then I live in Dallas, Texas.
1: Okay, okay, that's a big jump. That's a big jump. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah it is. <laughs> so, kind of touch on like what made you what made you leave, and then you know give us that answer or that game on you know why your surroundings is so important.
0: Well, one, one, another thing about house, house hacking, like, again, you want to buy a house, like I was not tied down to the house, right? I am uh-huh. out, I can just rent rent the other side. Still beneficial for me, right? Gotcha. Vers- versus people sometimes oh. think, oh, I have a single family home, I have to worry about s- selling it. Sometimes people feel stuck. You can always mm-hmm. you buy a property, you can always sell a property. Especially in this market, you can always sell a property, yeah. but for me... I've always been so, it's always been so, so important for me to be in the right environment and the right people. I will say Mm -hmm. becoming a virtual assistant and starting my virtual assistant business has led me to be surrounded by a lot more more successful people, a lot more successful people. But even prior to that, I went to a period where I just isolated myself. I isolated myself and that's when I started reading about finances and being financially Mm -hmm. literate. Like, what does it mean to invest in the stock market? Stock market. Yeah. How do I house hack? What does that process look like? Are there grants available for a real estate standpoint? Because there's a lot of misinformation out there if you mm-hmm. follow the wrong people. People think it's super, super exp- expensive to purchase a property. I only put $3,600 down on my duplex. I only put on, $3,600 down on my duplex.
1: That's crazy.
0: And I've already made that money back, right? I've already uh-huh. made that money back because I have a tenant. So mm-hmm. essentially, it's almost free at this point, right? So obviously you're yeah. maintaining the property, but it's also somewhere that I was living. So it was a roof over my head as well. So for me, mm-hmm. it's all about being in in the right environment. At this point in my life, I'm not willing to build relationships where it's just like not mutually beneficial for me.
1: Come right? on now.
0: It's just That's
1: I'm beneficial. <laughs>
0: it's it's too many people out here that are willing to pour into me that, mm-hmm. you know, wanna create business partnerships, not even like business partnerships, but just be really, really good friends, and have some yeah. of the same interests in the same conversations. Life is too short to be surrounding yourself around negative people, right? Mm. For me, I just wanted a different environment. I moved to Dallas, yeah. because I knew that there were entrepreneurs in this space. I knew I wouldn't have to go through those super, super harsh winters. And I was just like, let's go, <laughs> I'm just gonna go. But yeah. luckily I'm in a space where I can literally live anywhere the way that my business is set up, right? I can make money mm-hmm. from anywhere, no, no, no matter where I'm living. But what I want people to know that it's okay to
1: isolate yourself. And I will say that when you get to a certain level, there are certain people that will no longer have access to you. What's up, what's up? Oh, y'all haven't heard? FYFly just released their new website. Check out the link in the show notes and help us test out our site. Please check our free features, educational resources, and our blog that we update daily. We look forward to hearing from y'all. Now let's dive in.
0: So let me let me put it into perspective for people. Mm-hmm. You're making you're making let's say thirty five thousand dollars a year. Making thirty five thousand dollars a year. Do you mm-hmm. think you will be hanging around the same people when you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year? It's and the yeah, only no. reason I say that is that as you elevate your environment, generally elevates the conversations and the things that interest you elevate mm-hmm. in, in the things that attract you. It's just different. I'm not saying that you have to leave those people behind, but if they uh-huh. can see your vision and where you're going, you probably
1: should leave them. Behind.
0: I'm <laughs> I, I no. honestly
1: don't get it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I want to I real quick jump back to that community of over 2,000 virtual bag chases that you got because you snapped yeah. on that. Congratulations <laughs> for sure. Congratulations. so Congratulations. So, i want to know like can you give us some game on like how you built your community and why a sense of community is so important in businesses nowadays
0: absolutely so when i started my virtual assistant course i didn't just want to have a course and just put it out there i wanted a community component because i know a lot of people buy courses and they don't say yeah. i know a lot of people buy courses and never execute on the information because after they receive all this information. Again, it's mm-hmm. all about execution for me. All about execution. So in my yeah. community, we hold each other accountable. Okay, y'all, what are y'all working on on your business this week? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: What,
0: you Who doesn't have a client yet? Why don't you have a client? Oh, I haven't done this, this, and this. Oh, yeah, that's why you don't have so a client. So how many
1: times are you chopping up with them in, in about a week, would you say?
0: Oh, so, well, I have an admin. I have an admin that, that a community person that helps with content, and then I have a separate membership group where I'm a little bit more engaged in the membership group. Okay. But we're talking... I mean, but in the community, again, it's over 2,000 people in there. We're talking every single day. Like, we're putting okay. comments. We talk about Instagram, social media. We're talking about building our business, mm-hmm. different tips and tricks. And we post job opportunities for people to apply to every single Tuesday. So That's it's hard. a pretty interactive community, and it comes with the course. Mm-hmm. And I think community is important. It's because it, as an entrepreneur, again, it, it's, it's, it builds that credibility, to be honest. Okay. It builds that credibility, like, it's easy for you to be able to pinpoint success stories because people are easily going to say, hey, I got my first client. If I need testimonials, all I have to do is go to my community. Mm. If I need a virtual assistant for somebody, if someone reaches out to me, because, again, I have a lot of successful friends, but I don't work with friends. So they say, hey, Annalisa, I need a VA. You're not working with my agency. Love you. Not working with my agency. So I'm going to put that opportunity (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm we gonna to put that, that opportunity after. in the community so for mm-hmm. other people to apply to so it's just a, dis- a community with additional resources for people to be able to utilize and a support group some people are doing this on, a, mm-hmm. on by themselves some people don't know an entrepreneur in their family they don't know how to make money like that's what this community is for
1: okay okay so i can't i can't let you slide about and said we don't work with friends like what what's up with that like, I, I you don't think we should work with friends?
0: I think it's, so it depends in what aspect, right? Am I providing <clears> some sort of service or are we wanting on a partnership? Like I'm okay with partnerships, but when, uh-huh. it's, when it comes to me providing the service, it's just, I'd rather not get those those lines muddy. So I'm okay with having clients that become friends, but friends becoming yeah. clients, I'm just not interested in that because I would rather Why just is maintain that. They that? Cross
1: the talk to. I her. just want
0: to maintain that personal relationship because I don't because the way I operate in my business, I'm very, very serious. So I don't want to have to check mm-hmm. somebody that's technically my friend because Sound of like you got a personal story.
1: Out. Give it to us. Give it no, to us. You got actually, don't don't actually, mention the name.
0: <laughs> no, I actually don't have a personal story. I don't have oh, a personal okay. story. I just don't want to be in this. I just don't want to be in this situation because I've just okay. seen it not go well for people before. So, yeah, so for me, i just rather steer away from that. Now, if I had an issue with get, getting clients, then maybe I would, but I don't have an issue getting clients,
1: so. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. So we got one more question for you. We are gonna wrap it up, we gonna wrap it up. So I'm gonna read you these two quotes and I need you to tell me which one is more accurate in your opinion, all right? Okay. All right, best. The first one is, more money, more problems like Biggie. And the second one is, money can't buy happiness. Which one out of those two quotes do you feel like is the most accurate? Ooh. Hmm. Uh, we're going to put you on the spot on FYI. Fly. The most we're put you on the spot.
0: accurate. I would say more money... Mm, <laughs> more. I would say more money, more problems.
1: Okay, talk to us. Why you say that?
0: The reason I say more money, more problems... Well, one, let me say the reason I say not money doesn't bring happiness, I said that I think that money can buy things. that can bring you happiness. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. If we talk about why people are upset, any type of problem or solution that we need for the world, it all comes back down to money. All comes back down to money. People, yeah. people being homeless, they don't have you know financial support for a home, right? People
1: mm-hmm.
0: worried about going to another job, generally due to financial instability, yeah. right? Everything usually comes back health, to health. You can
1: a family members. Health, having money.
0: access, having access mm-hmm. to healthcare, life insurance, any, a lot of issues can be resolved with the money. So yeah. I don't think, I think money can buy you happiness. I don't think money is, and I don't think happiness and peace is the same thing. I don't think money can necessarily mm. bring you peace. But what I will say is that more money, more problems. As as I've made more money, I've gotten more problems. I've gotten <laughs> more. Well, I wouldn't say i would say more challenges right more challenges. okay things become a little bit more rock well as you expand as your business expands you work Mm -hmm. with different types of clients first of all your tax your tax bill increases let's start there that's the whole problem in itself
1: i said that's the first problem right there (laughs)
0: that's the the whole. the more money you make you in a whole different tax bracket let's start there but i would say more money more problem or more challenge. let's just say more challenges right that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you can't figure out the solution, but the amount of problems you have. Was my life simpler three years ago, four years ago? Absolutely, it was simpler, right? Yeah. I don't, but now it's, it's I have different moving parts. I have a team to worry about. I yeah. have access to different programs. I have different platforms that I'm speaking on. And mm-hmm. because, you have, because you have so much, so many different moving parts, you have more opportunity for problems to occur too.
1: So That's probably one of the best breakdowns. That's probably yeah. one of the best breakdowns on on this John, for sure. Because when that you was think hard. about
0: even having even having multiple streams, of, you have multiple streams of income. You have multiple mm-hmm. opportunities for things to go wrong as well,
1: versus yep. just
0: focusing on one thing. Generally, mm-hmm. like generally speaking, from how.
1: Nah, that's hard. That's hard. I really appreciate you coming on the FY Fly podcast, dropping all sure. these gems. Please let everyone know where to reach you. And if you got any final words, go ahead, drop one, one final gem on them. You know, let it let us know. Let us know.
0: Well, one I would just say y'all need multiple you need multiple streams of income. And when I say multiple streams of income, it doesn't have to be multiple types of work, right? Mm-hmm. I have different streams of income from just the virtual assistant space. So you don't okay. have to be in different spaces. What I will say is if you have an idea right now that you know will make you a lot of money, execute on it today. Tomorrow's mm. not promised, right? Okay. So You don't want to be known as a person who never executed on anything. That is what I will tell people execution, execution, execution. If you're looking mm. for me, Annalisa, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JustAnnalisa. You can follow my website at JustAnnalisa.com. If you're looking for a virtual assistant, our social media manager, we are currently accepting clients you can book a free discovery call at www.elevatedassist.com. And if you're interested in joining my program, you can find things about my program on the Elevated Assist website, as well as the JustinaLisa.com
1: website. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, like I said, for coming through. You killed it. And man, this is is great. This is great. So I need everybody to tap back in with us next week for another episode of FYI Fly the Podcast. We need everyone to stay safe, stay invested, and stay fly. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you all for listening to FYI Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI F-L-I Podcast. See y'all next week, and stay fly.